0: And I think linear education is already dead because soon AIs will teach you and educate you based upon need. So I can take a generalist, curious young person, give them an opportunity to be mentored or be an apprentice in a business environment, create and add value and be rewarded for it and track their progress. And the system will learn how they learn to make them better. I said. Hands down,
1: I got to believe that the discussion that just went on and the thinking that went on and the contribution mm-hmm. is the finest discussion that's going on in the United States. Not in the United States, but in the world today. There's no other place in the world where 13 people are having the level and quality mm. of discussion that we're having. Yeah. And I said, so don't worry about the rest of the world. You're, you're in the center.
0: <laughs> yeah. What makes Coach unique is the alignment of values and what you have you're surrounded with a whole bunch of people with upgraded operating systems you don't have to go through a whole bunch of am i aligned with you or not it like bypasses years of trust development
1: Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and I'd like to welcome you to another scintillating out of this world discussion, (laughs) podcast discussion with Mike Koenigs. And Mike, uh, um, you've had, uh, I think your supply right now is the best supply you've ever had, and I think you're getting higher on this one than you ever got higher on any previous supply. And the other thing is that, um, in my experience with technology, I think that this is a really big deal that we're going through right now, on the on the scale of electricity, on you know, you know, something like that, because I think we're entering a new realm of this AI world that is suddenly presented itself as available to anybody who wants to use it. And that's a that's a difference maker. That's a big difference maker. Before it was, we heard about it and, you know, it was a result of billions of dollars of investments and in deep, large organizations, and it didn't really have anything to do with us. And now suddenly the tool has been presented to innovative, uh, ambitious, um, value-based individuals.
0: Yeah. And as we uh, discuss in this episode, we don't just talk about AI and like you said, getting high on your own supply. It feels like there are piles and piles of piles of the good stuff laying around as much as you want. That feels good. But also uh, we deep dive into why America is important. We talk about de-dollarization the philosophy of money movement which countries you can probably expect the top three that are most likely to fail and why and um we tie all that together in a way that we finally get to how do you upgrade your operating system and work with people who think like you do who have the same amount uh abundant mindsets without spending 10 years to find them and curate them and get edu- them educated to think like you do. Where do those people exist? That's the big reveal in this episode of Capability Amplifier.
1: And a great pleasure of mine. Um, it it uh, cannot be called work. It's pure enjoyment. But I every couple of weeks, every month, I get to do three podcasts with Mike Canix and um, and you know in most of the circles I travel. Uh, I'm the uh, wacky one, but it's just a great pleasure for two hours to be the one where you're the stable one and you know, but we we really, really dance together really well. So this is ca- amplifier, ca- capability amplifier and uh, Mike's on a hot streak. Mike's on a hot streak. My, Mike has a big one. He's got a big one and he's, and there's more big ones. The actually, the fish are jumping in the boat. Mike.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a setup. That's a setup. So um, there are definitely some big fish on the line and some there crazy, crazy, and fish jumping in the boat. It it's um, yeah. I, I feel like the story I tell is it's like traffic guys are all over again. Back in the early days of the internet, when I had like a brand new tool that everyone wanted and needed and it genuinely worked. And right now um, maybe the setup for this is, um, and it was back when it first happened. I can remember you and I were doing a podcast and ChatGPT had just been released. And um, I was showing it to you and saying, look at this and look at this and look at this. And you said, well, ChatGPT GPT is now the third member of our podcast uh, cohort. And we've got a, a special guest every time. And at first it was like, that was a new idea. And then, you know, they went to a hundred million users in in a month or so. It was was less than eight weeks. And now there's hundreds of millions of users. And I think the world generally agrees that this is um, not just life changing, but humanity changing technology. And yeah, I was one of the first to be talking about it and demonstrating it and showing ways to use it. In a functional way in a business. So it led to a lot of speaking opportunities. So since our last recording, um, I spoke and presented at Abundance 360. We trained the patrons. We had, um, I was over at um, Norman Lear's house. We did talk about that one. I, you know, the story I say is 101 year old man wants to know how it's going to affect humanity. And then uh, Tony Robbins had me speak and present. And then I've had EO and YPO conversations. In a week, I'm going to be with a multi-billionaire, another one. You know, the billionaires are coming out of the woodwork. And they all want the same thing, which is, how do I bring this into my business? How do I teach my people to use this and think this way? Because it's not just using it. I think part of the magic they see is when I demonstrate how to talk to AI and create these prompts, you get really good results fast. And we're creating businesses now in days, including writing code and building websites and content and videos and deep fakes and all this stuff. That's genuinely useful. It's not just party tricks. So, um, and, Again, pe- what people are asking for, we get to collaborate and invent things that have never been made before, but do it in record time. And it is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never had more fun. I feel like I'm 14 years old and I just learned how to code. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> well, if it's a good uh, new thing, it will make what you do uniquely well stronger. Would you say it meets the criteria?
0: Yes. Um what I would say it is, uh, and you said it earlier, it's the ultimate capability amplifier. And if you are a so curious so so generalist.
1: Far. So far, no, so yeah. far, so far.
0: That's, that is a great point. That is a great point. And, and I think it's, a, um, I've seen it, for example, um, so Zach, my son is 20, he's going to CU Boulder. He's a film and philosophy student. And I did a presentation uh, earlier this week, we did a training. And the night before, I said, hey, what do you think you can make? And I've been mentoring young young people, young men. And, and uh, I haven't had a bunch of women do it yet, but so it's a bunch of young men. And the big promise is, look, <clears throat> you can learn an effective trade skill that will make you incredibly valuable. You could earn a six-figure salary as a prompt engineer and work your way to becoming a chief AI officer for a business. Cause every business needs one right now. That's one of the things that Peter talks about. So anyway, he and his buddy, Elijah, uh, long his best friend, he's known since he was like two or three, <clears throat> got to work and wrote a little script. And it's Tony Robbins and Peter Diamandis having a talk about text to movie. Basically you can type in a prompt and have a movie made. And so, they and then Zach made did it started experimenting with puppets that got turned into characters. And then um uh the next thing is uh they uh we did voice synthesis and I'll actually play it for you. You wanna see the result?
1: Sure. Um, sure.
0: Dan, it's one minute long. Let's, hear, let's so,
1: show let's show yeah, um.
0: we'll show it off and then uh so here's the backstory. Um Let's see, here we go. So this is Zach and Elijah. It's actually in reverse order, and Zach's being funny. He's on the right, and Elijah's on the on the left. And uh, I'm gonna just play the little video for you, and just know that this whole thing, Zach had <clears> four <throat> or five. Zach and Elijah had four or five uh, failures before this one was made, and it took about an hour and a half to get to this final. And I'll sort of describe how it was made after I play it. Peter, it's incredible to have you here today. Let's talk about the future, the future of filmmaking. Thanks, Tony. I'm thrilled to discuss this revolutionary advancement in technology. Can you tell us how AI is reshaping filmmaking? Uh, absolutely, Tony. Imagine creating
1: a whole movie just with text-to-video commands. Everything, the script, the music, the dialogue, the actors, even special effects, all designed and executed by an AI. That's the magic, Tony
0: that's amazing peter but will it know what kind of movies i like the potential for personal expression is limitless your ai learns from your preferences and creates something you'll love all of it created in mere minutes anyone can be a filmmaker
1: tony they can tell their stories their way and uh, this is just the beginning tony we're on the cusp of a creative revolution
0: the potential for personal expression is limitless this is the democratization of art and storytelling. We all have unique stories to tell, and now we all have the power to express ourselves. <laughs> okay, so what you just saw there started out with Zach with dirty sock hand puppets. And um, what he did is basically ended up him and Elijah performing with their faces and then used some software that takes that and make made these kind of like claymation or Muppety looking characters. Um, and the voices were done, uh, after we did a chat GPT <coughs> prompt. So that was the prompt and it produced a video script in a couple of moments. And that's what it looked like. And then we fed that into a deep fake voice generator, mm-hmm. which all I did is I fed in a Tony Ted talk. That was, you know, less than 20 minutes long. Um, and then I did the same thing with Peter. So this is what it looks like. It's a tool. And like, I could make a deep fake Dan with 10 minutes of your voice that would sound virtually identical to you. And, um, and then you click on use, you paste in the script, you pick a voice, and then, um, this is what it sounds like. Peter, It's incredible to have you here today. Well, let's talk about, so then, um, then I did the same thing with We're already witnessing the initial state. And then we used a tool called uh, runway ML. Mm-hmm. And um, again, this is like a little goofy thing I recorded after they finished up and then I put it in this tool and it basically can turn a video into puppets or sci-fi characters. And in a very short period of time, Um, We'll be able to sit down and like your person, what you love Mm -hmm. um, will be, it's already known by your search history your browse history and any social stuff. But you can say, I want to watch a movie and the AI will write it. It'll know to either use characters you already love or create characters that you like. Um, It'll build the characters and render it and write it and perform it in real time. In other words, it won't even be recorded. Um, and that tech is very, very close. And so um, now that can just create a whole bunch of fear for a whole bunch of folks, well, right? It would be like, oh, yeah. my God, what's going to happen in the music industry or the movie industry, yeah, right? No, I'm not, I'm not, uh,
1: I don't go in that direction at all. Um, no um but what I found I found it really funny I I found I found the minute was really really funny and it was um, a really great parody you know it's really uh, it was a really great pa- and I think that there's a lot of uh room for parodies you know and mm-hmm. uh you know and, and previously we've used puppets in people's faces and uh you know, with actors uh, acting it. Uh, and it's just a jump up uh, in how fast you can do it, you know, it's really, yeah. fast. and who can do it, and who can do it, you know? I think it's really, really great. So I, uh, no, I just see it as an expansion of humor, you know? And yeah, yeah and the other thing was the, sh- the, the characters were shape-shifting, you know, like, uh, you yeah. know, and that was really funny, you know, because you know um it's almost like uh, as they went along who the person is on the inside started to really come out you know
0: <laughs> and, yeah yeah and,
1: you know and i know i mean i don't know tony except to you know shake hands with him but i i certainly do know peter and um you know the, the interesting thing um uh, about it uh which i've noticed that joe polish at genius network one of his big conferences had both Tony and Peter on stage, you know, uh-huh. you know, Tony is six foot eight and Peter isn't, <laughs> six foot <eight>. Peter, isn't <laughs> Peter isn't six foot eight. And, uh-huh. uh, but, uh, and, uh, they, uh, uh, Joe went back and forth and he asked them the same set of questions, you know, back and yeah. forth. And um, one of the things about it is I can't remember a single thing that Tony said, but I'm, I pretty well remember everything that Peter said. And Peter's wow. got a way of talking where it really lands intellectually. And mm-hmm. and what I, with Tony, I just get this sense of a force field. You know, there's this kind of force oh. field coming out. But mm-hmm. the, 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 I found that the, um, the, the, um, what what Zach did uh, really really captured that sense of how different how different they are and what each wow. of them I mean Tony's all about emotion he's about uh-huh, motion yeah. and emotion and uh kind of um there's a jackhammer kind of messaging where Peter huh? Peter Peter is just the opposite he's very articulate and, you know and everything yeah. like so I uh, tell him five stars.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll I'll show him this. Should put and... it on TikTok. Yeah, well, it, that's a great idea. He's re-rendering it because right now there's the four-eyed. Uh, uh, don't like,
1: super. Some... Don't try to make it too perfect. It's actually okay. uh, the imperfection that uh, is charming.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay, yeah, he'll love that because he um he is very artistic and he does see. Like he has a very different brain than mine, and I did my best Like when I had Elijah and Zach come on and teach what they learn doing this to all these executives who are paying to create their own chief AI officers. And I tried to just say, look... The, I just want to show you what's possible in a short period of time with two kids, kind of monkeying around, and well, imagine.
1: The other thing is that uh, we're we're going into a different world when it comes to humor right now, and what I'm noticing is that uh, uh, you can uh, you can attack people any way you want, and they they've learned how to parry the attacks. Mm-hmm. but if you mock them they've got no offense they've got no defense totally oh,
0: you are so dead on it is um i remember i was coaching a presidential candidate um a mm, while I ago remember, I remember. and it was right in the middle yeah it was tim and um I said, there's only one way you can create any headway. You know, I said it in the nicest way. Basically, you don't have a chance in of a snowball's chance in hell unless you hire professional comedians and you effectively mock and shame them. And at the time, that would have been the only way to get Trump, in my opinion, is you have to mock him and shame him. And you have to like the the only reason Hillary got anywhere with him, in my opinion, is because she mommy shamed him a couple times. And I, there were a few times you could see she had some level of control for a moment. And I think a comedian because that's the one thing he's sensitive about. Right. We remember when he when he sued Bill Maher for calling his father an orangutan and like he just he can't take a joke. Yeah. So, um, and I think from a political point of view, especially now, and we live in this world of deep fakes. And I had heard that, um, what's his name, the goofball from uh, Florida, Desantis, is creating deep fake, um, Fauci images, right? And was attacking him They're like, so that's going to get a lot worse. There's a, uh, there's a really good show on called Captured. And it's on Peacock. And it's basically about how deep fake gets used by the state in the UK to um, basically put bad guys away. So when they don't have hard proof, they're faking evidence, but it's based upon real intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's a fantastically yeah. smart show. But anyway, yeah. I'm way over, I'm taking it to the nth degree, but yeah. man. But, 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 you know, humans
1: um, are very, very adjustable to this. And they talk to each other about this, you know. I mean, mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they, uh, they talked about. It. I mean, uh, there's a prevalent a- image that human yep. beings are isolated. Okay, that this individual is just isolated, and and but I have no experience of uh, human beings being. They're always social with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, they're. I mean, there may be like Ted Kaczynski, the unibomber just died last week um yeah 83 and I think he was as close uh that I think of you know he lived in a four by you know a six by 12 shack in Montana yeah. for you know until they caught him I think it took him you know it took him a long time to catch him and everything like that yeah
0: they sure did yep and mm-hmm. his,
1: his brother and sister-in-law actually turned him in because they remember they had other uh, samples of his writing that he had fired off tirades to them and they just showed it to the fbi and mm-hmm. you know and then, you know the, the fbi has ways of tracking people down but but it, <laughs> but, do. that, but anyway um, um people are uh, you know people are still busy you know everybody's busy with what's going on every day and who's got time to think about you know I mean the 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 people who are dreaming up these dystopian you know I'm totally isolated and
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: they're coming they're they're not coming after you you know unless you you kind of go out of your way to piss them off nobody's really really coming after you you know and uh, you know and um, so you know and I don't think AI changes the game it changes the nature of the game it it doesn't change the game it just changes the nature of it you know and you know uh, in my lifetime this is the 25th thing that actually changes everything yeah but it has to change the previous 24 also (laughs) and there's no yeah there's, there's resistance. There's, uh, there's, there's friction, you know, and everything like that. Yeah.
0: yeah I think the, um, the adoption cycle is going to be very different part, partially because like the way the internet worked, I mean, I, I commonly compare, I can remember distinctly when faxes came out. Right. And It was a big deal because it's like, well, you don't need FedEx for certain things. It's instantaneous and you can move stuff around and sales orders. And I can remember people. I remember some people who built their entire businesses around the fact that they could take orders with fax machines fast and game changer. Right. And then, um, you know, word processors and spreadsheets and the Internet, Um, not necessarily in that order. And email. Big deal. And um, the distinction with AI is, you know, like right now, AI is about as of now we'll call it six months old and being adopted like crazy. And people are trying to figure out how to use it in their lives. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is how every device you've been using and owning has had AI in it to some degree. And it's in every bit of infrastructure But now, because of this consumer adoption, like NVIDIA this past week surpassed a trillion dollars in value, and they've been using AI to multiply the capacity of the ability to produce chips and the density of them by like 10x, and it's because... Their chips are so fast, they can calculate faster. Yeah. It means they can create more density, right? The AI is learning and getting yeah. smarter, and it's learning from everyone's input. So its uh, its ability to do more stuff is moving at an exponential rate, and and it all happened in no time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a function of the connectedness of a larger population, too. I mean, yeah. yeah right uh, and uh yeah but uh, you know uh um I'm you know I'm a great believer that uh humans do what humans do they just do it in different ways from generation to generation you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah and one of the things we like to do is we like to play we like to laugh uh, we're we're really into when it's possible really into cooperation uh you know we're really into teamwork um uh, we like mm-hmm. to part- we like to party uh yep. you know, you know, and uh we like entertainment we like uh satisfying work we you know i mean but that that was true you know 2000 years ago it's just that it was reserved for a rare number of people 2000 years ago and it's wider spread you know uh percentage wise there's more people who get to do you know in their personal life uh, more enjoyment and uh in their work life more satisfaction you know i just i just see this but uh the big thing is what mike koenig's going to do with it because mm. i see, you know we've had a lot of talks about uh, what you're good at what you're not good at what you like doing and mm-hmm. just seems to me that this checks more boxes than anything else that you come across before
0: yeah I think. Um, but I think uh, you're asking you're, you're, me you're what, only, what's on the horizon. Yeah, I
1: um, think you're only able to take advantage of it as fast as you are because of everything you've done before you got to this.
0: That's that's what Peter said. You know, he he said if there ever was a perfect time to be Mike Cany's with everything you've ever done, um, this puts it all together. And I yeah. was like, wow, that's interesting. Oh no, First I, see. All, I, I yeah. see
1: that totally.
0: Well, here's what what I I see happening that I feel very aligned with. And I had a a 90 minute conversation with Peter the other day. And um, one of the things we talked about, and I'll give you like three big things that I'm really interested in right now that excite the hell out of me. Um, And I'll start with the big global facing one and I'll narrow it down to like what we're doing. That's fun as hell. Um, Aside from the fact that I love the fact that my kid Used this little thing and made this cute little video, you know that was like, and he's participating. He's, he's no, really no, I, excited, I,
1: right? I, I found it extraordinarily entertaining. You know, I just found, mm-hmm. that, you know, I just, you know, I I just think it was well done, uh, mm-hmm. just because of the brain who put it together. I enjoy that brain.
0: Hey, this is Mike Koenigs. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you're an action taker and ready to transform and reinvent yourself and your business, go to connect to mike.com to learn more and book a conversation with me right now. All right, back to the episode. So here yes, so here's uh, I'm going to give you just a couple of them. Uh so the top one is our public school system is a freaking disaster and everything about the way our public school system works with unions and the fact like I've said for years, I think teachers should become millionaires. They should be rewarded on a basis of meritocracy and performance and get a long-term royalty based upon making and helping kids get to be great kids. Now, I don't think it's the state's responsibility, but I place believe it's a place to start and colleges are so freaking I mean, if you if there ever was a woke mind virus, I won't say it's the cause, but it certainly is insane the way they work the way uh they they generate their money the power they have and the fact that they're controlled and owned by administrators who add zero value okay and that's a big political loaded statement but anyone who listens to us probably agrees and i think linear education is already dead because soon ai's will teach you and educate you based upon need so i can take a generalist curious young person, give them an opportunity to be mentored or be an apprentice in a business environment, create and add value and be rewarded for it and track their progress. And the system will learn how they learn to make them better. Mm -hmm. I think that's the future of education. Just in time, um, value creation and delivery that is real world focused. And I'm super excited about that. So I think the creation of an alternate form of education is inevitable. Yeah, but it's it's already it already exists.
1: It already exists.
0: Can I tell yeah. you something? I, I had a podcast yeah. with
1: Peter about this, and I said the biggest thing that, that I would contend your notion about the public education system is that there yep. isn't any system. There isn't any system. I mean, we, we like. Think, I mean, we we have industrial ways of talking to today. Then that world doesn't exist. You know, uh, you know, we're thinking in terms of Sears and Roebuck. We're thinking in terms of Grand Central, uh, Grand Central. Uh, you know, railroads, Penn Railroad. We're thinking in terms of uh, U.S. Steel. We're thinking in terms of General Motors and Mm -hmm. I said, that's not the way things operate these days. Um, Mm -hmm. And I could, you know, I could find a hundred high schools in the United States that defy everything that you're saying about the educational system, you know, Mm -hmm. for example, in uh, Phoenix, in, um, uh, in Scottsdale, in Paradise Valley, where Joe, Joe Polish lives. Okay. They, they're the, the public school system there uh, create six tracks right away based on people's innate abilities and their innate interests. yeah we yes. have a five day school week and on three of the days they're they're strictly on their track, and the other two days they're with everybody else, and they they've got jokes about each other. Oh, here comes the visual people, oh here comes the yeah, yeah. people and everything else, and so they that you don't have that educational class system about those who are going to university and those who are gonna. Blue, blue color well that's an experiment the truth oh, is yeah. there isn't any system there isn't any system you know and, okay i mean i live about five blocks from one of the most highly rated uh high schools in the united states okay uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know so my my sense is the fallacy of the thinking that there's actually a system there isn't any system okay okay, okay? yeah it's like the healthcare system i've got great yeah. healthcare you know, I live in Canada and people say, how do yep. you have great health care in Canada? I said, well, it's a two-tier system. It's the government system. And they said, yeah. Is there another system? I said, yeah, Air Canada to Phoenix, Air Canada to Nashville, Air Canada. And they say, well, that's not a system. And I said, I'll tell you, the government system only exists because 10,000 wealthy Canadians do the other system. You know, mm mm-hmm, for- mm-hmm. I'm just naming a number there I don't know how many there are and it and I have great but it's also cost me Babs and um, and I it's cost cost us um three million dollars since 1985 to do our own exploration and we put together a whole system you know on all sides great great we got a great healthcare system but it's customized it's a yeah so The problem is everything's going to be Mm -hmm. customized now it's going to be individualized okay and uh, Mm -hmm. there isn't any democratization of the digital world i mean peter's got that it's a neat idea and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's got everything but in fact so little test case for you everybody's into ai i was in the uk we can Week before last, I spent the whole week in the UK and London, and yep. I was They have lots of newspapers over there. They, have, I think, they have twelve dailies and uh, you know, tabloids and serious ones like the Times of London. Mm-hmm. But the one, I, the one I like is the Telegraph because um, I think the editors vote more or less the same way I do on election day, and uh, so so anyway, uh, and. Uh, from monday to friday two mentions about ai in any regard it's not it's not in the uk okay yeah. and if it's that, not that way in the uk it's not that way on the continent uh, i doubt if it's that way in africa i don't think it's that way yeah, it might be the indians because they're kind of into this sort of thing
0: yeah 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 and everything you're that's when I was in Spain. That's what the guy over there was like. He said w- w- it's not even a conversation. And I did a whole spiel for uh, twelve founder entrepreneurs, and they're like, "How do we get this in here right now?" Which but you um, don't.
1: You don't. Yeah. You connect with people in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, you so want to get to you you yeah. want to make your world american connect with americans who and not yeah. all americans not all americans <laughs> yeah yeah you know, just, just see the big thing is the world has changed we don't have those big systems anymore nobody's in charge you know nobody's in charge uh, yeah so Life's,
0: life's not yeah, fair. that is that is true well i'll tell you what else i'm excited about okay so that was the first thing and uh in a way i thought yeah, that's an interesting scalping. Um, yeah, and I don't I, disagree with you, Dan. Um, but you're going to have to uh, go to meetings to change
1: the educational system, and you hate well, meetings.
0: Yes. And, and honestly, I don't care. In a way, I don't care about the system. I just think it's going to be supplanted by an entrepreneurial solution that's going to do it with or without them. Right. So, in, in a way, the system is irrelevant. It's sort of like you can yeah. lead by example. And I I I know I'm doing it on a small scale.
1: Yeah. I just saw the handiwork, I guess, of two 20-year-olds, right? They're 20-year-olds. And it seems to me they've gone to a pretty good educational system to be able to pull that off. It's just that it wasn't in the building called the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the building, the systems are irrelevant. And that's part of what I'm excited about. No,
1: they're irrelevant to people at his level.
0: There.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I just so, think uh, we have to think. I mean, <laughs> here's one. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It's not a complaint I have, but it's an observation that I have about uh, entrepreneurs, and they they want to be unique, but they uh-huh. want everybody to understand them. And I said, you know. Oh you know,
0: God, that's so true. I said, look, uh, <laughs> these two, these two things don't mix. No, talk to talk to your dog, and then get stuff done. That's what I'm. I'm like, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, man, that's good. And, uh, yeah, that's a, and they want to be re-
1: they want to be accepted for who they are, but their whole point in life is not to be <laughs> like anybody. exactly. I'm different.
0: yeah Uh, yeah
1: it's like the life of uh, Brian. if you remember the scene from life of brian yeah so Mm -hmm. you know it's about uh you know it's about uh jesus and you know and it's but uh, they have a marketplace of messiahs so everybody's got a booth every messiah's Mm -hmm. got a marketplace you know yeah Yeah. brian uh, has no intention to be either but all of a sudden he gets a following and all of a sudden he's the messiah and he runs through the streets and he gets back into his building where he lives and he goes up on the balcony and the crowds out there and everything that Brian says is repeated to him and he says go home and they say go home and then he he says don't listen to me and they say don't listen to me and then he says <laughs> you're all individuals and they say oh we're all individuals and this one person down at the bottom says I'm not <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great a great scene you know yeah and um uh, it's hard to accept individuality and mm-hmm. uh, feel that you're part of the Part of the larger system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the larger society. Not system. But yeah. the larger system. And there's a tension there. But um, mm-hmm. uh, but what works for you. Uh, probably by definition. Doesn't work for anybody else.
0: Right. Right. I, uh, well I think there's some. Pretty common rules. You know like. You, uh, which I'll, show, I'll show make my point.
1: Show up on time. Yeah. Do what you yeah. say you're going to do. Finish what say you say. Please start, and thank you. Say please and thank you, and be appropriate. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, don't wear the wrong clothes to the right, right situation. You know,
0: which includes lady clothes. If you're up, oh, nope, don't go there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: no, no, let's go there. You
0: know, you know, let's go there. You
1: know. Yeah. It, it uh, you can do it, but it's going to raise lots of questions. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I got no problems. I just don't want your religion shoved down my throat. It'll be like, I don't care what you are. You can be a pink hippopotamus. yeah, As long as you're the best pink hippopotamus and you don't make your deal about being a pink hippopotamus. Make it about the results, benefits, and outcomes you produce without a lot of friction and adhering to those rules. So with that. I'm going to give you number two, Dan, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep, keep on here. What I'm excited about right now, which is relevant to the first point, your point rather is, um, I've had more fun creating more stuff faster, like the collaboration. So I've been saying for a little while, I I have this theory philosophy. So if you think about wealth, abundance, Revenue it's created from value extraction and arbitrage from time, labor, technology, science, and time, right? Or maybe I already said time, and um, leveraging IP, whatever, and um, and so and, and I kind of started mentioning this earlier. If you're the industrial revolution created millionaires, internet created billionaires, uh, AI will create trillionaires. Um, One of the things that I've been doing as an experiment is in the past, when we do what we call our vision days, it's three days, we create a brand, we create a product, the pitch, the packaging, all that stuff. You walk away done, you can make more more money. But now we added. So imagine we can make anything you have worth three times more. So you can go out and get better customers and charge more for that. What if we can bring in an AI expert who turns your IP in a system into software you can use in 72 hours. Because now with AI, we can do these rapid prototyping, no-code apps. And for example, if I could build an app that you could load all your customer data, your transaction history, and maybe all the Q&A and uh, support emails you've ever gotten and be able to say, here are the questions... And the answers that produce the most money and value in your company that you couldn't have figured out other than intuition, but this finds patterns that just a human wouldn't see. Um, and, um, and if we package that and help your business, let's say, make 25% more money, basically out of thin air, get more done faster, answer more questions and automate it. Well, then what if we commercialize that? Mm-hmm. So right now, we like with what you've been doing with IP and um, creating more patents and more trademarks, what if we package that and make it real? That, and you can use it like that week. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. But then the commercialization. So when people say, well, how are you going to create trillionaires? It's sort of like, well... You can multiply the value of something a lot faster. Then you can automate it a lot faster. Then you can commercialize it a lot faster. Now you're going 10x, 100x, 1,000x.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the, the whole point is that, the um, first of all, uh, it's only going to be meaningful in U.S. dollars. Okay? I mean, yep. there's all this nonsense about uh, uh, the dollarization. If anything, and, yeah. the dollar gets stronger because... Um, um, the, yeah I had a I've had discussions with Peter and he says you know the dollar isn't long for the world and I said well you know uh, I think it's a silly thought and I said "Um, you know you know why the um, dollar is so important is that there's just as many dollars outside the United States as there is in the United States yes the use of those dollars outside the United States has no impact on the value of the dollar and the uh because the U.S. economy is so big because the mm-hmm. U.S. is not an import country or an export country it's a self-sustaining economy and yep. uh if you discount Mexico and Canada which is part of the same uh trade agreement system I mean that's, mm-hmm. a, that's mm-hmm. a single essentially a single economy with some rules but uh, the U.S. only trade 6% of their GDP with the rest of the world, import or export. Yep. It's, it's like, uh, so the currency is simply based. The other thing is that um, um, uh, uh, not, uh, the, I have a financial advisor, David Serber who um, keeps track of all sorts of interesting trends that if I talk to Mm -hmm. him he can get right back to me and I said what's Mm -hmm. the total value of uh, all transactions in the world economy you know that are recordable transactions and Mm -hmm. he said I'll look it up and he says it changes you know he says it changes from quarter to quarter and everything else but the day he told me he says well uh, this is about 30 days ago and on that particular day it was 5.4 trillion dollars that's just transaction value and that's only, okay that's only uh, where you have you know recorded records of, because there's a whole other economy which is you know it doesn't get recorded cash economy doesn't really get recorded and uh and but he said the interesting thing is 90 percent of those transactions were in US dollars <laughs> China can't China cannot I mean China's trying to create this weird uh, trade zone and everything else mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. all failing countries they're putting you know they're putting I mean China's a failing country their population's going down their gdp's going down their manufacturing's mm-hmm. going everything's going down and Brazil same thing with Brazil and everybody else and i yep. said so let me get this our our central value uh central value unit is all going to be based on heavy export countries that are failing countries Mm -hmm. would you go for that i wouldn't go for that
0: (laughs) well yeah or uh here uh, there's a podcast or ftx uh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah oops
1: or ftx or any of the other Uh, Coiny Coins, you know, and everything like that. I think, I mean, they they obviously have some use for some things, but not as a reserve currency for 8 billion people.
0: Yes. And uh, there's a uh, podcast I listen to and I watch frequently that I I love. It's um, the All In Podcast. And I've told you about it before. It's for Silicon Valley guys who I think have a really good handle on uh first of all investing money um world politics um and uh obviously you and I both like peter zion and um I just he's always got interesting sixth,
1: i just finished the sixth complete uh reading of the end of the world is just the beginning and i Ugh. and uh
0: i'm going to i'm going to hit it, it again it yeah. was
1: better the sixth time than it was the first time you know uh Yeah. Okay. uh, Because the Daily News now is supporting his predictions. You know, I mean, it's like every day something's happening in the world that's. um, uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, here's here's what these guys said, and I could have sworn they said that the amount of transactions that take place was more than that. But I, uh, but either way, the the number doesn't matter as much as when someone argues the de-dollarization, it turns out. And Peter talks about this. They did it as well, where not only do we have the failing a country side of it, it's nobody has the liquidity cap capacity or capability that the dollar has. And it would take a long time for that to go away, followed by what I've always said is um, if you want to pick the crappiest partners like you can you can punch holes in America and say, well, you know, for the most part, people love Americans. They just don't love our government because our government does do bad things. All right. But um, uh, who wants to have Russia as a partner, China as a partner or the Saudis as a partner? None of them are known for keeping their words or uh, backing things up or playing the long game. Um, And, you know, they're going to come along.
1: Are win win. They're just not win win. No.
0: Yeah. No. It's, it's, uh, they play a short game. And, and the one thing you can say about, um, you know, at least through my lens, and, and this is sort of like rah rah for my team. But, I always, um,
1: root, I always root for the home team.
0: <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. But, but in the, in the deal, it's sort of like, look, when you're, when you're operating with inside of Dan's four core principles, and everyone's making money uh you know you're not gonna you're not gonna ruin a relationship and the the greed game is a short game yeah. right so um you know it's like play the long game and i it all comes back to good old-fashioned mindset and rules al- or values alignment well, in the yeah
1: yeah the other thing is people mistake uh the um the u.s government with the united states of america mm-hmm. okay first of all uh, in a very real sense it's 50 different countries that have a, a, a free trade zone they have a free trade yep. zone and then they have yep. a lot of things go along with the free trade zone but the mm-hmm. country the states in the united states have more discretionary power than the countries in the european union okay and uh, and the the other thing is they've got uh, thousands of independent researchers, which check whether the facts that they're claiming are actually facts, you know? So, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you a story and, uh, it's a little off topic, but we can pull it back. Um, I have a discussion group with entrepreneurs that's gone. We're just approaching our 20th year. So it'll be 80, 80 sessions. Um, and um mostly entrepreneurs and uh, every once in a while somebody will bring a guest for the night and yep. they're part of they'll talk about what they do in the discussion so we met this guy his name is Leland Miller and he lives I think in New York City and um he's got a research report And uh, what it is, he's got a research network of 200 individual Chinese people Mm. who don't know each other. None of them know each other. And he asks them questions to just observe what's going on in their locale um, right now. He says, for example, um, anything missing in the stores? Anything this week? Anything missing in the stores? Uh, He says, what's traffic like? Uh, Traffic heavy? Traffic? and he's got about six or seven questions and every Hmm. and uh, none of it is secret knowledge it's all public knowledge it's public observation and then he's created an algorithm over a quarter century that takes seven times 200 reports a week and he it it makes sense of what's the economy what's the general mood you know Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know uh, uh, any um, any unusual number of riots this week, you know, and China on average here has about 10,000 what we would yeah. call uh, um, Jan- January 6th riots, okay? Yeah, uh, they, they have about 10,000 a year, it's usually over local corruption. It's uh,
0: yeah, you know, food big, from what I understand, nobody
1: yeah. has a big enough view of the country that their complaints could mm-hmm. be about anything except local stuff and so he publishes this report and his you know who are his uh, clients the national security agency the cia uh you know the obviously the pentagon and then the you know uh mi5 mi6 in britain you know around the world he's got all these clients but his biggest customer is the communist party of china okay yeah and the reason is it's the only accurate report they get once a week on what's actually happening in t- in their own country
0: you
1: know yep yep so a country without uh uh, uh, uh a feedback mm-hmm. loop between its people and the government is a government that's failing very very quickly in the world yeah. we're, in the world that we're living here you know mm-hmm I mean our presidents can't sneeze without it being national news you know i mean you know and uh you know and um you know falling down is not a it's not a sign of strength you know it's uh you know hitting your head on the airplane doorway you know that gets interpreted yeah (laughs) yeah it gets interpreted you know looking lost at a public event doesn't Read well, but I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Mm -hmm. that's very different from a president who was crippled in a wheelchair, in uh, you know uh, throughout the Second World War, and who was dying really fast with no reports on it whatsoever. The newspapers wouldn't report on. No commentator would say anything about Mm -hmm. FDR's health, and it actually cost. uh, Yeah, it cost Europe half of its countries because. He trusted the Soviet Union, you know. He trusted the Soviet Union, but no, nobody would write about that. Um, when he died, uh, Harry Truman became president, and he would, had to be informed about the atomic bomb, which had been under mm-hmm. had been under development for six years. Uh, seven years when he, uh, died, he didn't know about Pre- vice president of the United States didn't know about the atom bomb project. There were 300,000 people involved in that, you know, and, uh, you yeah. know, it was a big chunk of the budget, you know, it was a thing. So uh, we have to realize just how, you know, uh, intensively we're made aware of mm-hmm. wear, wear things in this world but there's no unity to the understanding of this it's completely fragmented and
0: uh, yeah anyway. yeah the narrative isn't congruent or consistent and that that is troubling you know right um, yes or so or you're cool and calm about it yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah what do you decide no, it doesn't, well, bother. It think, it, it, it doesn't yeah. bother me at all you know it doesn't bother me at all you know, because yeah. I'm sort of plugged in to you. I'm plugged in to, you know, we've got, we're up to, we're pushing a hundred now for the free zone. We got, I uh, said, so, uh, we had a connector yesterday. We had a connector. This is a, uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about here. We have a higher level, the highest level of strategic coach is called the free zone. And these are people who are just into collaboration between their company and other organizations but Mm -hmm. yesterday we had one and um um at the end of it i said to everybody there there was uh, 13 and i said you know something i very confidently can make a statement that i think this is the finest philosophical discussion going on in the world today
0: but which one specifically you mean about the free zone and the collaboration No, oh, no just just, that, the
1: quali- just the quality of the discussions
0: oh yeah okay i said, I said hands down
1: i gotta believe that the discussion <clears throat> that just went on and the thinking that went on and the contribution mm-hmm. is the finest discussion that's going on in the united states not in the united states but in the world today there's no other place in the world where 13 people are having the level and quality mm. of the discussion that the, we're having, yeah. and it says, so don't worry about the rest of the world. You're, you're in the center.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, uh, uh, so I'm going to pat you on the back and, and say yes. And which is, um, what I've found. And I used to say this all the time, uh, when I'd go to any kind of a high value, high quality mastermind meeting. So I'm going to tell you a brief story before i i get to the point so i was at, at i have to uh, wrap in five minutes okay yes me too me too that's good i so do i so here's how it goes i just came back from uh an event called summit at sea and uh, it's the summit series it's like a group of cool people and we this took place on a cruise ship which normally i'd say no effing way am i ever going to get on a cruise ship but it was a brand new virgin cruise ship and um uh what's his name Um from Virgin Branson, uh, uh, Richard Branson. Right. And he apparently was on it. We missed him. We didn't get to see him, but I don't really care. I wasn't there for him. But here's what did happen. <clears throat> uh, a guy named Kiko Donchev, who is the launch director of SpaceX, was there. And then um, Thomas Zerbuchin, who basically ran the James Webb Telescope program and a bunch of stuff at NASA for like 25 years was there. I ended up spending time with both of those people. I'm currently working with and coaching Kiko. And um, he's invited me to go to any launch I ever want to at SpaceX. Um, We've become very close, very fast. And I was like, and I've told them all about coach and why it's so valuable and important. And this is sort of like the big compliment. I said, what makes coach unique Is the alignment of values and what you have? You're surrounded with a whole bunch of people with upgraded operating systems. You don't have to go through a whole bunch of am I aligned with you or not? It like bypasses years of trust development. And when you're aligned, and you know, if you go through signature and you're you have the language down, you got the um. You go through the 10X multiplier, you have your mindset updated. Now inside FreeZone, you're prepared to do these collaborations where you never sit around and count the nickels or worry about someone having something and you not having that because you're so aligned on creating massive abundance without worrying about who owns what, because yours is yours and theirs is theirs. And how do I create a 10, 100 X or 1,000 X vision? And you don't have to describe what the rules are. Everyone sits down at the table and knows exactly how to behave and what to do. And, and that is, in your words, highly unusual and rare. And I truly believe it's the future of abundant business creation that um supersedes language and cultural barriers and mm-hmm. i don't have any problem looking at things through a us centric focus but this is you know like when you talk about the trillion dollar economy it's an economy that doesn't that doesn't recognize barriers borders languages or we'll say a belief system that's irrelevant to mm-hmm. the operating system okay And, and that's really what it is. It's, it's a incredibly powerful operating system upgrade. And that's what I, I like most. And what I talk about whenever I'm meeting with someone. Hey, Dan,
1: that was very valuable. Oh, good. No, clip that and send it
0: all <laughs> send right. It, I, I will. It, I I'll, to, I'll do that because that the good news is Nora,
1: you know, um, you know, and, um, uh, you know, no, I really appreciate your insights on that. Yeah. Well, that's what I feel. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of world I want to be in. So I've sort of created the environment, you know, we all, you know, we all do, but I got a lot out of the, what you're talking about, um, uh, here and about what i what i see is a real sea change you know and i think another reading of peter zion would be um uh, time well spent for you uh,
0: yeah. yeah and um I'm, go- I'm gonna do that i, th- I think um, he may
1: be the, one of the most plugged in human beings on the planet uh, because everybody wants him i mean he's kind of in you know what you're experiencing right now he's the hot girl and everybody mm-hmm. wants Everybody wants. <laughs>
0: yeah, a, exactly. Everybody
1: yeah. wants a date with, uh, date, with him. But he did a hundred and uh, ninety-seven presentations last year. But, but he hikes. He hikes and he goes camping. I you for-
0: know. I watch his videos every morning. He definitely is a very talented dancing bear. And eventually, that that uh, behavior catches up to your marriage uh, or your health yeah um, but he looks in you, good hey,
1: i mean he looks in good it's great but i don't think yeah that, no, uh, I,
0: yeah and I, uh, yeah and he might just have the perfect like i don't know how old his kids are and stuff like that and who, what do i know no, right? ch- he, no
1: children and no no talk oh. partner you know he no he i don't know how old oh, okay he, I, I think he's pushing 50 you know he's um pushing 50. but he's yeah, spent, yeah. He spent about 20 years developing his knowledge base uh 30 years developing his knowledge base and he was contrarian from the beginning and uh, so he had 30 years of uh looking mm-hmm. at things that nobody else was looking and he puts them all together yep. you know and the world yeah. the world's on his side because the changes that he was detecting that were going to go on five years 10 years from now now they're happening but he started mm-hmm. talking about it and publishing it in 2014.
0: So as usual, if you enjoyed this, share it with anyone you know, friends, family, please comment and uh, give us five stars, et cetera, et cetera, because the, that helps the algorithm help find more people just like you. So with that, uh, show notes are here and on the Capability Amplifier website and um, go over there because we've got free books and uh, including Dan's latest book is available at capabilityamplifier.com. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.